0: Hey guys, welcome back to Madhouse Parents, I'm Luke, I'm joined with my amazing wife, Jenna. this week, I have an awesome podcast for you. We had the pleasure of interviewing um, two really outstanding people, Um, one that I've respected for a really long time, followed a lot of his work, Uh, he's a best-selling author, he's a world-renowned speaker, Um, has written books such as The Energy Bus, The Carpenter, um, does a ton of work with professional sports teams. Works with like the he's worked with the Jaguars, the Rams, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who just won the NHL Cup. He yeah. worked with them just like before the season started. Yeah. Um and that's John and Catherine Gordon. So we had them on our podcast. I met John uh about a year ago. He said he'd be on our podcast. Him and his wife were writing a book about relationships.
1: Yeah, so we love John's work, and we got to know Catherine, which was amazing. We have both read their new book, Relationship Grit, which is co-authored, which was awesome to read. It was very interesting. Um, They went through, like, how they met, how their relationship progressed through their marriage. They go into a lot of their struggles, which was really interesting to read, and just to hear from both of the perspectives and a lot of things that we related to as a couple, um, multiple things that Luke and I talked about as we went through the book that we were like, Oh my gosh, we could have written this. So, and interviewing them, they were just an outstanding couple, like just the nicest people. Um, so down to earth with, with all of these accomplishments. So very inspiring people.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the book does a great job of just breaking down the seasons of their lives and the struggles they went and how they overcame those struggles, what they learned from it, how they've invested in their marriage even today and what they're doing. So it's a great read for no matter where you're at. Yeah. And
1: sticking through the hard times and
0: sticking through the hard times. So, um, we're going to jump to the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, if you do go out and get a copy of relationship grit, it's available on Amazon, pretty much any major, uh, actually outlet. any
1: any of the books relationship grip but we've really dug into john's done some kids books
0: energy book the power um, of positive leadership the carpenter there's a bunch one of word Posse for Dane, kids one, there's a uh, bunch of great books
1: yeah so, so dig in john and katherine gordon
0: yeah JohnGordon.com we'll get you all those so yep. i hope you guys enjoy the podcast if you do uh man we'd love it if you'd share it and give us a review so thanks enjoy enjoy Luke and Jenna here with Madhouse Parents. We have two very special guests today. Super excited uh, to have John and Catherine Gordon joining us. Um, I met John about a year ago. I was at a power positive leadership training in Dallas and actually came up to John and was talking about some of the stuff that we're doing with our podcast and kind of our mission on Mm -hmm. trying to share our journey through life and just trying to inspire parents to be intentional with their kids and to raise leaders. And he said, Man, I'm writing a book with my wife right now. This would probably be a really good topic for you guys yeah. to uh, to do. And he graciously said, Man, I'll do your podcast. And I kind of thought, holy cow, you to do a podcast. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is great.
2: Paul and he and Luke is like a giddy kindergartner on the first day of school. So we kind of started digging in and and really A lot of your work, we brought a lot of it into our house with our kids. They love the energy bus um, for kids. So our, well, she was in second grade at the time, brought that into her school. They ended up sharing it with, like, the whole second grade. She got to read it in front of everybody. So that was really cool. Um, They did, we did the one word for kids. And, like, we have that here. And in the back, they have all wrote out their one word for the year. And so we kind of dug into a lot of things in our house. Yeah, um, I think
0: we bought about five or six copies of the energy bus and gave them every, away
2: Yeah, tons of people. For <laughs> thank
0: you so much. I love yeah, that.
3: Thank you. That's awesome. Uh,
0: so, yeah, so we, man, we just appreciate you both. Uh, yeah. Appreciate your work. Uh, really enjoyed relationship grit. So we started digging into it. Uh, I started reading it. When did it come out? End of August.
2: Well, it came out. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, end of August. So read right into it. Um. But yeah, I just want to maybe give us a little background on uh, on yourself and kind of a little introduction. We gave you a little introduction about um, some of the pieces that John, that you've written, Catherine, some of the stuff that, that you've done. We learned some of it through the book, but maybe just give us a little background on on who John and Catherine, who you guys are. Yeah. Wow. Who are we, Catherine?
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> about our journey? Yeah. Well, I
3: mean... Not to go too far into my background, but I mean, I came from, a, you know, alcoholic home and left my house at an early age and um, Moved up moved away uh, and then ended up moving down to Atlanta to meet john and so then john was coming from Long Island and we kind of got together and
4: well, you didn't come here to meet me. Well, maybe Well, he says that. <laughs> <laughs> Fate brought you there. We moved there. I moved there. And then we just happened to, to meet. As we wrote in the book, our, our story is pretty cool in terms of just uh, got in the restaurant business, opened up mm-hmm. a restaurant. And all of a sudden, Catherine's walking down the street. And I saw her. It was lovely for a sight. Uh, not for her. For me, it was. <laughs> and we, uh, we started talking. And then she sort of blew me off. A week later, I'm at the Best of Atlanta charity event, and I saw her again and couldn't believe it, ran up to her. I'm like, hey, remember me? She was like, yeah, whatever. And she was eating cheesecake. She was caring more about the cheesecake than me.
3: That's true. I remember that. That's true.
4: (laughs) And from there, um, I got her card. I said, we have to go out. And we then um, proceeded to have conversations on the phone. I would call her. I don't know if she liked it or not, but I called her anyway. Mm-hmm. And we had some great conversations and I finally got to uh, to agree to go out with me. And then she kept canceling. You want to take it from here?
3: Well, yeah, um, I did end up finding out through our talks that he was a spiritual guy. So that was more than I gave him credit for when he first started pursuing me. But he still was, you know, younger. And like, you know, he said he owned a bar and I, you know, was into you know, spirituality and yoga and healthy eating. And I did date, you know, older men that were more established and more successful. So he was much more
4: successful, kind of like a
3: kid. (laughs) But funny enough, for some reason, I had went on a trip and was kind of marking out all the guys that I wasn't going
4: to go out. You you didn't go about how he finally agreed to go out with me.
3: Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over the place. So, so he, so he kept calling and calling and I was on the phone. Remember the days when you used to click over? So he, he kept calling. He finally, the last time he called and I said, I, w- I didn't want to go out with him. He said, look, rather you go out with me tonight or you don't get to go out with me. And so I clicked over, told my girlfriend what he said. And she was like, oh my gosh, you have to go out with this guy just to, just to see who what he's about. And I did, I went out with him that night. I didn't put on any makeup. My hair, my my hair was on the barrettes. I was just wearing, I mean, I just put no effort into it whatsoever. She was not trying
4: to impress me, that's that's for sure.
3: (laughs) He even said like, are Are you you the same girl that I met? That's funny,
4: that's
2: what it said in the book, like five times, did you say that? Like you canceled five times?
4: Oh yeah, like five (laughs) times and then finally, yeah, finally I, I said either we go out tonight we're never going out i went all new york <laughs> on her and uh and then she said yes and
0: great that's a pretty awesome story I the uh, interesting thing about this book so uh you know john we we've read we've gone through a lot of stuff through positivity you know, positive leadership the energy bus which you know all talks about how to transform yourself and do more of a positive person, right? Show appreciation, gratefulness, Uh, one word for kids. And diving into relationship, grid, I'll be honest with you. The whole co-author thing, I was a little like, I don't know how this is going to go. You know, you read through one person, then it transfers over to the next person. But it read incredibly well. And I really liked how John would say something, then Catherine would reflect on it, and Catherine would say something, John would reflect on it. And just how you guys go back and forth and share your journey through life, but how your perceptions are so much different at at whatever season of life you're in. We've Mm -hmm. talked about there's different seasons of life and different seasons of marriage. Mm -hmm. We've been through
2: some of those. Mm -hmm. Well, just seasons of a relationship, even. We've been together like 16, 17 years, whatever. So we started dating when we were 19. And now, I mean, going through all of the seasons and just seeing, but it's fun to read how you guys have different like perceptions of everything and i love Mm -hmm. how it just flows and you yeah you get to see what both of your perceptions were on the same thing and at the same time
4: that's just right that was that was the vision we had for the book in terms of having both of our voices there sharing both of our perspectives but it's not like you go from you know each each of us sharing the same perspective of the same thing like we mm-hmm. share our perspective but it flows from one event to the next And I knew I wanted to do that for the reader to have that flow for for, for both of us and both of our voices and we we wrote in the same chair not at the same time but in the same chair and mm-hmm. Catherine would write and then I would I would leave and then I would I would come back and she would leave and then I would write. And we were in the same chair, same computer. Just it was easier to do that where she would tell her story. Then I'd come in, I would see what she wrote. And then I would, wrote, I would write the next thing. And then she would write the next thing. But we sort of framed it out of of what the sections were going to be and then how it was going to flow, sort of creating a ti- a timeline and then also lessons along the way. And so some sections had more lessons than the other sections just based on Where we were at that point. But you're right, it was a lot of different seasons. We were younger. So a lot of our lessons came later on in the book because we were obviously older, wiser, and had more wisdom about what we had learned and how we had grown.
3: And you know, the way we wrote the book is that it really describes a lot of both of our personalities Mm. because I'm kind of fly by the seat of my pants, you know, throw everything out there. So I would sit down. And I would start to write, but I would just write all these things. And then John would come in and he would say, oh, no, 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 this goes here and this goes here. (laughs) So he would help organize what we were doing. I would, you know, give a lot of content. He would help organize. Of course, you gave content too, but you know, yeah. it, it, and that's our personalities. I'm kind of all over the place, ADD. This guy is so military and just c- does can do the same thing every single day.
4: We should say discipline. <laughs> oh,
3: okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a better word.
2: We can definitely relate to that. We are both, yeah, um, yeah. yeah
4: definitely
0: opposite in the in <laughs> the in, in that sphere. Yeah. Who's well, more? Uh, who's more what?
2: Yeah, who's more what? I am more fly by the seat of my pants and life. So funny story. Um, we actually have our house on the market. We're going to be neighbors. We're moving to Saint Augustine.
4: Wow, oh, that's wonderful! Congrats.
2: Yeah. So we are in Des Moines, Iowa now. We have our house on the market, but this kind of all came about because, oh gosh, we decided to homeschool our kids just with everything that's going on. We were like, you know, we just don't. We were just not comfortable with everything. So I called him. I think he was out of town for work, and I was like, Luke, I. I've had some, like, big thoughts and, like, I think we should sell our house and buy an RV and homeschool our kids and drive around the country and just, uh, like, live in this RV. and
0: with, with two dogs. Yeah,
2: so we have two dogs, three kids, and us, and he, his exact, like, he looked at me and his face was like, so he's a very type A personality. He was like, so you <laughs> want me to work a full-time job and you want to homeschool our kids and have three kids, us two, and our two dogs live in an RV? And all of this is going to just like be fun. And I was like, yeah,
3: sure? <laughs> That would be
4: him. Luke, I'm with you. I think I yeah, would feel the same way you be, do.
3: That would be John. No, so I work like, by the seat of my
2: pants that way. Luke is more like I'll leave eggs on the stove and not clean them up. And that doesn't bother me. Where the, like I'm more type A about that stuff. Okay. But that's for life. Like I just am like, we only live once. Let's just have fun with it.
0: So we compromised. I said, let's, <laughs> let's list our house in Des Moines and let's move before.
3: Yeah. And why did you pick St. Augustine? What's that? Why did you pick St. Augustine? So we
2: love Savannah and Charleston. Those are two of our favorite cities. We were actually just there in December and uh, we kind of thought about those, but we were like, eh, not where we really want to raise our kids. Um, so St. Augustine being a sister city, we were like, let's check it out. Uh, I mean, no state income tax is a big thing, too. So we kind of started weighing our our options with that. And so we flew down in July and met with a realtor and started getting the ball rolling there and came back and put our house on the market.
3: Wow. Yeah,
2: so we're in the middle of showing our house a lot, which once again, with kids and animals is yeah. really
3: fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's not snowing yet, right? And tomorrow, that's right? the thing? Yeah. I don't know. It got
2: down to. It's been in like the sixties, and so I've had my winter coat on in the house this week. And Luke's like, "We live in Iowa. You're used to this." I'm like, i'm ready for Florida. I think my body." Yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
4: You're gonna, you're gonna love uh, St. Augustine, you're, though. You're, yep. Four seasons, even though it's you know it does get hot in the summer. You still get yep. four seasons. Yeah. So it's that. Nice.
2: That yeah. was kind of our plan. So We're yeah,
4: looking forward to it.
2: No, that yeah, same kind of personality. Sorry, I got a little bit off track there, but um, a lot, a lot that we related to with that. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. So maybe back to the book. Yeah. Just, just circle back a little bit, but so what was some of the inspiration for you guys writing the book? Um, like, what were you hoping to accomplish, or what impact were you having, or what, what drove you to do this? Because it's really like, it like have
2: yeah. had to do something together like this.
3: Yeah, I got this.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, So what was happening is, of course, I became an empty nester. And um, I started to run into friends literally in the produce aisle at the grocery store. And um, one mom I can think of in particular, four kids. One of them was my daughter's age. So she was out of the house, but she still had three younger ones at home. And we're standing there and we just start talking and she just falls apart. I mean, she's exhausted. She's running, you know, two of her boys play football. It was just all these Her Husband is traveling and I, it just hit me. I've been there. I've been there. So I was able to just stand there and talk to her and say, hold on i promise you just hold on if you can get through this time it'll be good and just talk to her about some of the little things that she could do now to help strengthen her and her husband's relationship and be a good mom because that was an issue for her right i think we're we're always feeling i don't know mom guilt you know mm-hmm. did i do that right and so i tried to give her a couple tips that 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 I, I figured out, um, we didn't figure out family meetings until the kids were in middle school, but that was life changing in terms of connecting with our children, with ourselves. And also because we were playing, that the kids were playing sports, there were a lot of times, I mean, we really could not attend church on a regular basis, which is something that we had done when the kids were little. And so it was also a way of us connecting spiritually and that's when john would rather pull in you know a scripture or we might watch a podcast and sometimes it was just something that it was just something inspirational that you know he had come across and it never fails failed that every time he would talk about something it would somehow relate to something the kids were going through or something i was going through So, um, anyway, that, that's kind of how, how it started. And then I'd go somewhere else. So I just kept running into, um, moms in particular that were, um, having issues and then running into a lot of women that were separating or divorcing their husbands Mm -hmm. and yeah. And so, and that was, you know, a whole other thing that we would talk about. And as I started to hear the reasons why most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, because sometimes it was probably meant to be most of the time. It was, it was, ish, it was issues that I knew if they could get to the root of it or, or communicate, they could get to the other side.
4: And we knew that if, if we could stick it out, if we mm-hmm. made it work that other, others can make it work. And so we really felt like that we had some lessons along the way that we learned that we can share with others. And, Help other couples and so saw it as a great vehicle to write a book, to share our story, which was not easy to do. Very uncomfortable mm-hmm. to actually share our dirty laundry and share my mistakes and my flaws and you know and, and people are like, wow, John, I didn't know this about you yeah. <laughs> and know about your past. But at the same time, show show the growth and show the transformation and show who I became and show who we became as a result of this. As you know, relationships are all about the journey. Mm-hmm. You're on a journey together. You come in as imperfect. You got to work to get better. You got to work to improve. You got to work to stay together. And so we felt like we had the, the, the moral standing to be able to talk about what we did wrong, what we did right, the mistakes we made, but also why we stayed together and how it worked out in the end. And, and we feel like if couples could learn from that, then they can grow together. And we've heard from a lot of couples already that they're, they're reading this book yeah. in counseling. They're actually using yeah. this book
2: oh, as part wow. of their
4: counseling. It's only been out a short time and yet they're already using it in their, in, with their counselor in counseling to get ready for their, for their marriage or in their early stage of their marriage mm-hmm. to improve it.
3: But you know what's really neat is the people that reach out to us that are 30 years married, 50 years married, mm-hmm. and they're excited to read the book. Yeah, And that says so much to me about them, right? They don't yeah. sit back and go, oh, well, I, I know everything I could have wrote this book. No, they're lifelong learners. That's, ha-
2: yeah, that's right? what I was going to say. It can, I feel like throughout the whole book and at any point that you are in in your marriage or just in life, you could get anything out of this book. or You could benefit so much from it. Mm -hmm. Um, it was funny like you give the example at the beginning of the book or um about how like when john would come home like the kids would just be tossed at him and you're like i'm out i gotta go walk around the mall i gotta go do something like there were days our kids are kind of coming out of this a little bit because they're getting a little older but i used to like stand in the front window and wait. Our oldest two are 16 months apart so like there was a time when we were not sleeping at all, and they didn't talk, and it's so, like all day. I I stayed at home after our second was born, and I would just watch for his car. And when I saw it, I'd already like start having my shoes like I have my shoes on. I would send them out to the car, and I'd be like, "See ya!" And like I would take off. Yeah. Just be like, I'm out. Yeah. So like it was funny reading that, and then there was a part like kind of jumping to the end mm. where I was telling you that I read about um, the. Like your 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 marriage is good. So I actually have the book right here, but um you use the metaphor about eating cake, like the you eat a really good piece of cake because you haven't had like the great piece of cake yet. Right. And I told Luca I was like, I think I feel like we're there right now. Like we have a really good marriage and we have a really solid foundation, but we're so consumed right now with like schedules and planning and sports and making dinner and grocery lists and all of that that mm-hmm. We haven't, I don't, we try and we really work on that deeper connection. But like, when I read that, I was like, Luke, I feel like we're here right now. Like, what do we need to do to start improving on that deeper connection?
0: It's the season of our life. I mean, that's that's the season that we're in. I think that's what's so great about this book. As you said, it's uncomfortable, John, to air out some of your laundry. But I think people appreciate that. and And they relate to that. And they read that and they think, man, I've gone through that same thing. And I had the exact same thoughts about, about the handing the kids off at the door. I I wrote that down right when I read that. Mm
2: -hmm. We've
0: been there. We've gone through that. Man, I can remember times where I was gone during the winter, traveling for work quite a bit.
2: Mm -hmm. You've
0: got got two kids under two at home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just knew what I was walking into when I was at home, and I would... Kind of set in the driveway a little bit longer sometimes.
2: Right. Man. Yeah. I'll walk in the door. Do I want to
0: do I want to go other right now or should I go grab some groceries or something? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, that was a, that was I'll never forget because there were times like that when my kids are little and they were twenty four months apart, not sixteen. So you had the, but um you know, I would call John stressed about something and he would you know somehow say he's busy whatever and i'm like oh yeah you're sitting in a hotel room it's quiet you're by yourself you can watch whatever you want on tv you can eat i mean it's just like you know yeah and so you know they were it was tough times but yeah i mean i think you're great to to think about that now and i i really wouldn't put too much. Pressure on yourselves, like you have to be doing something. You're doing so much already. The fact that you guys are doing this and actually talking about it, that's more than most people you know. So, and yeah, you have no idea. You know, if you could stick it out, yeah. the, the fun, the fun. We have a lot of fun now. So, oh. and,
4: and as we said earlier, it's, it's a season, right? This is a season. Yeah. And when we were in that season, even if we read our book, it would be great to know it to learn it to be aware of it as you are. Awareness is everything. Yeah. But it's not like you can do anything differently right now besides yeah. making sure you're communicating, connecting, committing, committing and caring. If you're doing those four Cs, maybe that's where you can work on some things, right? Communicating, connecting, committing, yeah. caring, taking time for each other, having that bond where you go for a walk together or do something you like to do together. That, you know, making sure you're making time for those kind of things, that that's really key.
3: Yeah. You're way further along than we were at your stage. <laughs> trust me.
0: <laughs> it feels like a roller coaster sometimes. Right? Oh,
3: I'm
2: sure. <laughs> for that's why. But that's what's inspiring, though. Just hearing because you do, and a lot of things that we've read or or gone through. It it's not so much about the journey, like what you like. I actually loved hearing about your struggles and those things because. You don't care about that, and even talking to friends and stuff, you don't you hear the highlights or on social media the highlight reel, so you don't get the truth.
1: Yeah.
2: Or well, yeah, you just don't feel that. So ha, reading something like this was just inspiring to like, don't just check out, don't just give up. Divorce is not the answer. I mean, fight for that relationship, and that's what's worth it in the end. And that's what I really really enjoyed about yeah that we wanted Disney people struggle. to know
4: yeah we wanted people to know like stick it out like and it's not the answer the grass seems like it's greener on the other side but yeah. it but it's not you got to bloom where you're planted invest <laughs> in the relationship and yeah you're right people have enjoyed from what we've heard that we do share our struggles
3: mm-hmm. I think
4: people probably thought initially this is going to be a book that's Oh, we yeah, have this. Our
3: marriage is so yeah, great.
4: John Gore, yeah, John is the successful writer and speaker, and we have this great, perfect marriage. And here's what we did to make it so great. And then they read and they're like, wow, very real, very authentic, very raw. And people have appreciated the honesty. Because I think no one has a perfect marriage. We're all struggling. We all need to work on things. And this is just honest and open. And hey, what can we do? to make our marriage better and grow together. And communication is everything. The more you're talking about this and aware of it, the better. And so if our book is a conversation point to have the couple talk, and we do give a free action plan, by the way, for your listeners. So relationshipgritbook.com is a free action plan. So you get the book and then you go to relationshipgritbook.com and you get the free action plan to do it. And you can do that action plan together. And you start to have conversations about it. And if, if you need a therapist then take it, take it with you to your therapist, but in many ways it guides you through the process.
2: Very cool. Yeah. We'll
4: put that link in the notes.
2: Yeah. Podcast
0: notes for sure. Relationshipgritbook.com. You got it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I
0: think the name's perfect, right? Like grit, you think of just sometimes. Getting getting down
2: and dirty almost. I love that like invest in the root if you want the fruit too. Yes. Just like getting, like digging deeper. Get, yeah, it's like when I heard grit, like I liked that, like getting dirty a little
4: bit, almost it's like yeah, getting into it. So we want to talk well, about maybe what- we do like the mud wrestle every yeah. now and then.
3: No. and and you know that's that's just, something we. I'm sure you
4: do. You know, <laughs> that's
3: something. The invest the root and you get the fruit is something that you know we we initially applied just to our kids because mm-hmm. we were so stressed and John was traveling so much and you know, you kind of lose sight of it. And, you know, I would get a little resentful, like, oh, here we go again. I'm gone all weekend staying in some, you know, crappy hotel while my, you know, son's playing tennis. But, you know, but at some point, you know, it was a mindset change. Like, you know what? You got to invest. This is what. And so now we tell our kids, we front loaded you. That's our thing. <laughs> Nat, you're front loaded. What are you gonna do with it? It's up to you, but we front loaded. Yeah, they're
4: 22 and 20 now, and we just, <laughs> we invested so much in them, right? And so those hotels that you had to stay in for those tournaments, I did a couple of those runs with them, and it's like those those hotels where you got the bed bugs every time you stayed there. Oh, I'm <laughs> telling you. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, these tennis tournaments were in the middle of nowhere, and you had to stay at these little hotels for the tennis, and she was doing that every weekend and then having to come back, and they had gluten allergies, so she had to make yeah. special food and our daughter was, was oh, struggling. Oh, I gained weight. Yeah, it was it tough the time. only
3: thing Sometimes in these little towns, all they had that wasn't gluten bread were Reese's peanut, c- I mean, <laughs> you know, kind of uh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I was <laughs> eating peanut. Hard. Oh, so, you know.
4: All they had was Reese's peanut. Oh, that's <laughs> all <they laughs> had. that's all, all they, had. My, <laughs> they had.
3: That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it.
4: They did have Kit Kats so, though.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it'd be interesting. Have your kids read the book? So they're 22
4: and 20, right?
3: yes no they have not, not read the book no. sons, sons no.
4: in college i think he's doing other reading uh, and, right, uh, right. and daughter we we have to get to read it like yeah. Yeah, we really do but dad yeah, they they just haven't read it yet but they will yeah. in, to- in the right time yeah. sure, sure
2: sure are I mean, you guys excited for them to read it or do you think it'll bring up any like do they know
3: everything see that's funny you say that because i don't even think that's something that john and i have talked about yet and i've thought mm-hmm. about that lately because I've almost wanted to kind of you know bring it up a couple times to the kids like hey oh you want money <laughs> read my book tell me what you think <laughs> but um, that's a joke by the way but um, and then I kind of think about it and I'm like oh I don't know they do know pretty oh, they, much they know every they, they know do yeah. but you know I yeah. I just, I just would not want them to end up thinking badly of of their dad or yeah. yeah.
4: But, they, but they, already, they, they already know everything. And even, you know, we've, we were very open and honest about everything with them. So that's the other thing. We do have a lot of communication and connection with our kids. And so really there's no topic that's, that's off limits. And um, it's, um, you know, it's, so I, I think in many ways we're very connected, very intimate. We, we're all in a, a, a text string where we text each other, where we have, a, we have our own Snapchat thing where we just sort of have a Snapchat for just the family. And so we'll keep yeah. in touch that way. So
3: we only, we only are friends with our kids on Snapchat. Of course they have a thousand or whatever. Yeah. And so that's kind of one way that we'll communicate is through video and Snapchat.
4: Yeah. But I'm excited them for them to read it and read the entire story. And I think it would give them a new perspective. So when our son comes home from college, he's going to read it for sure.
2: That's what I was going to say. It'll be interesting to see what their perspective is on that or their perception. Yeah. To yeah. we'll see. Yeah, because
0: we talk about, you know, a lot about relationships and the importance of gritting through and getting it through as a couple, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't necessarily think about, we do think about, but we haven't talked about, like, the impact that has on our kids, too, and if they see us not communicating or they see us struggling, like, what's the, what's the impact that that's going to have on them down the
2: road? Well, and they are so smart, and they will say things, and they hear everything and they just are in tune to what is even like they can sense what's going on with us they can feel yeah. it and like Sawyer our oldest especially is really intuitive and like she'll say things and I'm like how did you know that or where did you hear that she's like I hear I listen to you and dad all the time you guys just don't know that I'm, I'm really there ah. <laughs> so it does it makes you realize like what I want for our kids And seeing that communication, and we're very, I mean, we're the same, we're very, very open. At the dinner table, everything, every conversation's on the table, Um, whatever's going on, anything. Um, But just like the perception of what they see from us and what we wanna get across to them is, that can be challenging at times too, because even if I'm really angry or whatever, I am sure they sense that and give it off, but what do we do? We'll wait until they go to bed to kind of get, get it out there or whatever so we don't see the result that's one piece of advice I have gotten is let them see you communicate and work through that right It mean, not have to be on those big topics I mean some of that doesn't I mean it needs to be at like a child's age or what, appropriateness but let them see you don't even tell that they go to bed because they need to see the result because then everybody wakes up in the morning and they're happy and yeah. so like when I went to bed mom and dad were arguing or not on the same page about something but when we woke up it was fine
4: That's good. Yeah, that's really good advice. That's good advice. And for us, it was about being vulnerable and being real with them. And the advice was they have to understand that you make mistakes too, Mm -hmm. and that you can recover from those mistakes and you can rebound and you can become a better person. The more your kids see that you're not perfect, it's actually a good thing because then they realize they don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Gee, my dad's not perfect. He did make a mistake. He wasn't you know, a great father, wasn't a great husband early on.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: now that we know that we can see how he became a better person. My daughter talks a lot about my transformation and she wrote her college essay actually on how I became a more positive person. And she saw me change. That was her college essay. Yeah. And reading that brought me to tears because I saw how my decision to be a more positive leader didn't just make me better. It made everyone around me better.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and we talk a lot about that with our kids. If we make a mistake, if it's I'm just stressed out and something happened, they knock a glass off the counter, even though it's not their fault, and I lose it, and I yell, and that, I clean up the mess, and then I, I'm I'm sorry. It was not your fault. Accidents right. happen. That was on me. I shouldn't have yelled. Like we've gone through that a lot, and just seeing when we apologize to our kids, like I was wrong, and showing that,
0: humility. yeah,
2: that humility to them, it's like they're walking on cloud nine yeah And then I'll, we, I, one thing I've always tried to do is then like do you forgive me I'm really sorry about that and then just like getting their forgiveness to try and just show them like that they feel forgiveness too I don't know That's
4: right good. right really
2: good. I had heard but I I never thought about that like in that like just saying those words and actually meaning it to them and to each other like yeah. when we've done that and let them see that it's just right Interesting to see like the wheels turning in their head. And like you said, just that everybody makes mistakes. Like we're we're imperfect humans. Like that's our really kids good.
4: see our kids see me apologize to Katherine all the time.
3: <laughs> no, but I mean it, it you're right. <laughs> it is Catherine, important. That oh that's, <laughs>
4: that's right. I'm always the one that's <laughs> yeah, no.
3: Um you're right. I mean, it is important for them and I for us I know for our kids when we would fight. I mean, and for them to see us. Make up or, you know, move on. I mean, and you know, as the kids got older, they started to know our personalities more, right? So John would come in and he could be very grumpy, but what we figured, I figured out was he's hungry. So then (laughs) it got to the point where he'd walk in the door and Jay'd be like, what do you want to eat, dad? Because she, if she wanted something, she knew she had to, you know, make sure he had eaten before she asks him. You know, so you, you know, as they get older, they do start to figure those kind of things out. Was that out when too? I was like
4: on the road and I haven't eaten the whole time? of yeah. flying home, and yeah. Then finally well, arriving in the door.
3: Yeah. yeah, he had a lot of food allergies, <laughs> yeah. so it was really hard for him to Could eat, eat, on the eat all road. day.
4: Flying on a plane, there were times, land, yeah. Get home, having cool. starving. You know, I'd just given talks everywhere and just you know starving. Yeah.
3: So then you know, Jade would know if she she wanted money or whatever. Me, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know to yeah. You got to talk it. about something they're important,
3: that yeah. <laughs> yeah. We go on that early, our kids already know like who to
2: go to if they want the, Yes, like they know mom's gonna say no to this, but I'm gonna go to dad first. Mm-hmm. And well,
4: they know that. when and they know,
2: yeah, they, they do ask certain things,
4: too. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Kids are smart, they're yeah. smart, they're great negotiators, they're great salespeople, and
2: mm-hmm. they know how to get
4: what they want, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do, I definitely do. Hey, I, man, we really appreciate you guys
0: coming on here. This has been, this has been fun. It's been a good discussion. Uh, Where can we, where can we find or connect with you, John and Catherine? Where's the best place for our listeners?
4: Definitely relationshipgritbook.com for, for both of us. Johngordon.com is is my website, J-O-N-Gordon.com. And we have a link to relationship grit, but definitely go to relationshipgritbook.com. If you want more information on us, if you want Catherine to um, you know, do a podcast, she's doing a lot of on her own too and doing right. Zooms for, for women and women's groups and really sharing a lot of great stuff, mm-hmm. doing those kind of things. So it's been a lot of fun.
3: So my email is Catherine at JohnGordon.com. And then on Instagram, I'm Catherine Gordon. I think I think awesome. Yeah, yeah just Catherine yeah. Gordon. Yeah,
4: just Catherine Gordon.
0: Awesome. Cool. We will plug those into the notes as well and yeah. share. Um,
3: hey guys, let us know when you get down to St. Augustine. Yeah, we're holding the winter. Is yeah, the winter? we had a plan. Kind of like close. our
0: house, we're gonna put on the market. It's gonna sell in like three days, and then yeah, we're gonna move. So and it's been like thirty-two days.
3: Yeah, so. that's okay. That's okay. It's gonna sell. What
0: kind of uh, dogs do you have? We have a lab. It was about ten. Did yeah, almost 10. eleven. It starting to show a little yeah, bit.
2: lab, yeah. And
0: then, and then a mix that we got at the rescue.
2: So our second daughter, so all of our, I think we said that our kids are girls. Um, one day my, our middle child and I got bored and I was like, let's go to the dog shelter and walk a dog. <laughs> and so we got there and we fell in love with our dog, Jack. And we came to uh. in the shower, and Presley runs up and she's like, dad, we're getting another dog. And he's like, no, we're not. <laughs> I don't know where you got that again. she's like, because mom and I have and we had him pick up, we want to pick him up. And I was like, Aren't supposed to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I have a little first. Yes, he and he was yeah. like, no, like we are crazy anyway. So we came home with a dog
4: that day. Yep, I was just say, Luke, you got a say, dog, whether you like yep, it or yep. not.
3: Now the dog is obsessed with him. Uh, that's always so how it, it happens. That's, that's always the way, the way it happens.
2: Oh, so, yeah, they're fun.
3: But.
4: <laughs> Well, thanks so much, guys. We thank appreciate guys it. So thank you so
3: much. You made it.
4: Uh, thank you. You guys take care. God bless. You do do great work. Take Bye. You too.